Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, April 19th, 2019, and on this report, I first want to mention this is Good Friday, or the Friday before Easter. There's not much good news in this report, however, not much at all, because as King Solomon told us about 3,000 years ago, there's nothing new under the sun. Said in today's vernacular, the expression would be, the more things seem to change, the more they stay the same. Solomon told us he had everything. He tried everything. He had more than 1,000 women. At his beck and call, he was considered the richest man in the world as well as the wisest. People came from all over the world to see his treasures and partake of his wisdom, but nothing was enough. Nothing seemed to satisfy Vanity, vanity, all is vanity, he told us when he searched for the green grass but found nothing but dry, wilted grass wherever he looked. As we continue to seek the green grass today, there are two stories that happened in the past week I want to talk about on this report. Those are the fire at Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Second is the arrest of Julian Assange at the Ecuadorian Embassy in London. Both these events feed into and illustrate the point of our report, and that is that often it is the ones who are not actually blind, who cannot see. They are blind to what is happening, blind to the truth. For the beginning of our story, fast forward about 1,000 years from Solomon to that brief three-year window when Jesus was on the earth and was about his public ministry. This account is recorded in the ninth chapter of the book of John, from which my pastor preached a wonderful sermon last Sunday and inspired me to use this story as part of my report. Jesus, as witnessed by some of his disciples, encountered a man who had been blind from birth. Jesus spit on the ground and made some mud from his saliva. He put the mud on the man's eyes and told him to go bathe in the pool of Siloam. When he did, his sight was immediately restored. But the religious leaders of the day, and for the Jews, that was the power structure of the day as well. They were outraged, saying, This man healed on the Sabbath, therefore he cannot be of God because he violated one of our rules. They went to see the man's mother and asked if he had really been blind from birth. She said, Yes. When they continued to question her, she said, Look, go ask him. He's a grown man. Let him answer you. So the man's mother threw Jesus under the bus because she was afraid of being cast out of the synagogue. When they told the man that Jesus was a sinner, he said, I don't know about that, but I do know I was blind and now I see. He had a face-to-face encounter with the truth. He could not deny it, but they cast him out of the synagogue anyway. Jesus said those who are blind are the ones who see and those who See, are the blind ones. When those who are blind are exposed, they turn mean, and they seek retribution and revenge. We make up our reasons because we simply cannot accept the truth, especially when it contradicts the political narrative that we desperately cling to. The truth is a rebuke to whatever system we've chosen to believe in. So we must deny it. That is the backdrop of our story today. Now you can fast forward to the year 2019. Today, we live in a false reality, a matrix, if you will. Some of the matrix has been built by ourselves, but most of it is designed and built by the political systems under which we live. Most of it 
is enforced and reinforced by the worldwide media of all different platforms. They tell us, oh yes, all smart people see it this way. So if you want to be considered smart, not a social outcast, you will see it that way too. We're just like the blind man's mother, not wanting to be cast out. We silently comply. The fire in Notre Dame Cathedral was a catastrophic event, a monumental disaster for more than 800 years. It stood as a symbol of Christian civilization against many disasters, including two world wars. I'm told there was even a small piece of the actual cross upon which Jesus was crucified in that cathedral long before the arson and fire experts even begun their investigation. We were told by the media that the French government has ruled out arson. We know, however, that 14 churches across Europe, many in France, have been vandalized, burglarized, and burned in the last few days, but no way could Notre Dame be connected, no way at all. Most of us look at that statement and know it's complete nonsense, but we are supposed to accept it, even believe it, because it suits our political narrative, our view of the world to do so. Perhaps we don't want to be thought a fool, or perhaps... We don't want to be called a conspiracy theorist, or perhaps we just don't want to be cast out. If a politician or a candidate for political office said he didn't believe that narrative, he would never be taken seriously again. But I don't know what caused the fire. I don't believe the narrative, however. In the meantime, in just a couple of days, Mr. Macron of France announced that he has over a billion dollars in private aid to rebuild the cathedral. He said this new cathedral would be an expression of the French personality, or words to that effect. Other reports have said that Mr. Macron intends to build some sort of new age, new world monument where Notre Dame once stood for more than 800 years. We sheep across the world believe what you say, Mr. Macron. We really do. Just don't belittle us and cast us out or call us conspiracy theorists right now. We're safe inside the matrix. That's where we intend to stay. Some media outlets refer to us as useful idiots, using Stalin and Lenin's phrase for those Westerners who helped the Soviet Union. This has perhaps never been more in evidence than with the case of Julian Assange. His arrest by the British government was approved almost universally by politicians across the United States. He must be extradited, they said, immediately to face charges. For exposing United States secrets, he has been charged formally. With conspiracy, I assume that means conspiracy, to violate the laws of the United States. The problem, though, is that the violation of any U.S. laws by Mr. Assange is yet to be revealed. Publishing illegally obtained material that was sent to him by an outside source, as in this case, is not illegal, according to the United States Supreme Court in the Pentagon Papers case. It seems clear now that the Clinton emails were not hacked by Russia but were downloaded onto a thumb drive and delivered by a Democrat insider, possibly Seth Rich, who, by a strange coincidence, was murdered shortly thereafter. The other part of the case against Mr. Assange is derived from a video apparently delivered to him by a U.S. soldier now known as Chelsea Manning, Mr. Manning, who is now Ms. Manning, while serving in Afghanistan, downloaded a video to Mr. Assange of WikiLeaks, who then published the information. The video seemed to show the crew of an American attack helicopter 
Machine gunning unarmed civilians, Mr. Manning, Ms. Manning, I'm sorry, is currently serving a long stretch in Leavenworth Prison for that act, so Mr. Assange is to be charged with crimes. That could bring him up to 40 years in prison, supposedly. They had to promise Ecuador that he would not be executed before they would accept the U.S. money paid to withdraw his protective status. Ecuador changed leaders, you see. The new leader's price was finally reached. $4.2 billion transferred from the U.S.-controlled International Monetary Fund. Ecuador, it seems, owed a lot of money to China and was getting pressure to repay that money. It could not pay. So in return for Assange, the U.S. paid it. We can pay Ecuador's Chinese debts, I guess, but not our own. Interestingly and ironically, the New York Times and the Washington Post received a joint Pulitzer Prize for which the reporters were awarded $15,000 for their national reporting of President Donald Trump's collusion with Russia. The story and the reporting turned out, as proven by the Mueller report, a complete falsehood. They received the award, quote, for deeply sourced, relentlessly reported coverage in the public interest that dramatically furthered the nation's understanding of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election and its connection to the Trump campaign, end quote. If the Times and the Post were still capable of shame, they would be crawling on their knees to beg forgiveness for accepting so prestigious an award for writing what in reality was nothing but a pack of lies. Not a real journalist in the bunch or anywhere else that one looks. These people are nothing but the propaganda arm for the prevailing power elite, especially the elite in the Democratic Party. The single greatest crime of Mr. Assange was telling the truth and revealing the actual facts, thus taking apart the official narrative. This is the single worst thing one, especially an outsider such as Mr. Assange, can actually do the truth is very threatening, I guess, because it might allow us to escape from the mind prison they keep us in. Mr. Assange is a real journalist, you see, as opposed to the paid propagandist pretending to be journalist, but he will probably go to prison for reporting the truth. What about the people who actually committed the crimes he reported on? By the way, much of the email information marked from a classified database was apparently sent by Mr. Assange to the New York Times the Washington Post, CNN, and many others who subsequently published some of it. The parts extremely damaging to the Democrats, of course, were not published. So he reports the truth. He goes to federal prison while those who actually committed the war crimes and the crimes related to the handling of classified material and the crimes the classified material actually revealed are not prosecuted. Mr. Assange is meticulously accurate. In publishing the truth, unlike the New York Times and the Washington Post, you know that the truth threatens the power structure and the entire system. He rebukes the system with the truth, and to admit that might just let us out of the matrix they built for us. Finally, folks, are we blind or can we see? Like the blind man, he refused to back away from the obvious truth, and they cast him out. But his mother was afraid, so she remained in the system. That's the way it is in the blind man's matrix of 2019. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.